I always feel at a carol service that there's a kind of, uh, there's a hush for a moment, there's a pause in the kind of mad rush up to Christmas. And we gather here at five and then we'll be full again at 7.30. Uh, and it's as if people come just for an hour, an hour and a quarter, just to stop and to wonder again at the, at the story and to hear it. But we go back into a world where the great questions uh, still remain, the questions that uh, we all ask and are perplexed by. Does God really exist? If God does exist, why is there so much suffering in the world? We Christians say that Jesus is the only way to God. Can that really be so when there are so many sincere believers in other religions? And what about when we die? Will we really consciously go on existing after we die? Will consciousness continue? Now these are huge questions, fundamental questions, questions I suspect that we all ask, and they are answered if, and I emphasize if, if what we have heard read, what we have sung together this evening is true, then we have the answers to these biggest questions of all. Here on Sunday evenings uh, in St. Andrews, we've been working through St. Paul's letter to the Romans, uh, the first eight chapters. If you're a visitor here this evening, let me encourage you to, uh, at some time over the Christmas holiday, uh, get your Bible out and read again, perhaps, or even for the first time, perhaps, the first eight chapters of Paul's letter to the Romans in the New Testament. It's an extraordinary tour de force by a remarkable thinker great intellectual, great evangelist. Uh, it is a letter of two halves, and the first half ends in chapter 8 with this statement. Paul writes, having explained what he thinks Christianity is all about, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me read that once more for you. I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. If this baby of Bethlehem really is God, and we've sung God of God, light of lights, if he is God with us, Emmanuel, then God really does exist. Then suffering is both redemptive, it brings rescue, and it can never be meaningless, for God himself has suffered cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today, we're going to sing. If God, as you have sung, has uniquely revealed himself in a human being called Jesus of Nazareth, if he really has taken that risk, then of course there is no other way to know him. If he has done that, how could we possibly come to know him through religions that deny that Jesus is God. I might as well say the world is both round and flat. It's nonsense. 
If Jesus really was pre-existent, consciously with his heavenly father, before he was born of Mary, in the beginning was the word we have heard read. And if he was consciously alive again after he had been savagely killed by a Roman execution squad, then of course there has to be the possibility of conscious life after death for us. Oh, that Mary's child, we sang, might lead us up to glory. If what you have sung is true and you believe it, then the great news this evening is this, that nothing can separate you from God again. That is fantastically good news for the world. If what we have sung and heard read is true and you believe it, nothing can separate you from God again. Now, separation is appalling. This year, in this church, we have said goodbye to more than our, share, our fair share of good friends. Separation is really hard. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be attending a family funeral to say goodbye to a very dear friend, my brother-in-law, of over 40 years. And quite a lot of us here are hurting a lot from separation. In the midst of life, we are in death. It is really hard. Separation is hard. Humanity, all mankind, has been separated from the God who made us. We have, so to speak, turned our faces against God. We are estranged, so to speak, from our heavenly parent. You've seen the agony of parents who have a child that goes missing. It seems to happen more and more, and we see it on our news. The McCanns are just uh, two parents of many who experience the anguish of separation from a beloved child. It is terrible to be separated from loved ones. Many amongst us know the pain of human separation in our relationships, our deepest relations, relationships, marriage, for instance. It's shocking and painful. Many here will be separated from loved ones by geography. And at Christmas, that's hard. But God grieves and weeps that we have turned away from him, that we have run away, that we have got lost. Our human agony at separation is nothing compared with the sadness that God must feel as we turn our backs on him, the God who loves us, the God who created us, the God who sent his son to Bethlehem and to Calvary to save us. One member of the church uh, wrote this poem and sent it to me recently. It's a poem entitled Running. It doesn't matter how far you run, how fast or far away, no matter how far you run from me, you'll always hear me say, nothing can come between us there's nothing that you can do that will separate you from my love. I'll be here just waiting for you. I won't force my love upon you. It's a gift that's completely free so that you, along with all mankind, can come running back to me. So will you come running back to him tonight? A South African friend, a church leader in his country, in his Christmas email, wrote this and sent it to me. The Son, Jesus, stands first in the line of humanity God restored. 
we see the original and intended shape of our lives in him. The Son stands first in the line of humanity God restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives in him. You see, we were not created to be lost, to be running away, to be separated, lonely, broken, bereaved, hopeless. We were created to know God. We were created to love God. We were created to be like God, to enjoy and indeed to control appropriately the beautiful world, a garden in which he has put us. But we have run away and we've wrecked it and we wreck it day by day. But if Christmas is true, then God has run after us. He has come searching for us. He found us in a filthy Palestinian stable with a single mother, some half-starved animals, a few probably illiterate shepherds, and some posy, self-important scientists from Iraq or some such place, although I think that's harsh on you scientists. Goodness knows where they came from, really, actually. And what did they bring those useless presents for? I mean, what the baby boy wants is PlayStation 3 in a radio-controlled car, isn't it? What, what's he doing with frankincense and myrrh? The gold could have come handy in a recession. It was all so commonplace, though, wasn't it? So ordinary for the times. And God did that to make it easier for us to believe, to relate to this God who is searching for us, this is one who is just like us. This shows us that we can be like God. We can aspire to that. We don't have to aspire to something less than that. We can aspire to the divine that God has planted within each one of us, that potential. It was commonplace to help us believe. But of course, we so often uh, don't want to be like the great God we want to have a God who is like us. That's the great attraction of New Age spirituality. And of course, we're all a little bit spiritual, aren't we? Let's have a do-it-yourself kit for spirituality and have a tame God who is really a little bit like us and does what we want. But you know, that's no more than superstition. And if we're honest, we know that. It doesn't transform our lives. Christmas says that God has made himself like us so that nothing can ever separate us from his love ever again. So let's stop running away. Let's stop for a moment, think clearly, and turn around. And who do we see when we turn around? Do we see Jesus in a manger in Bethlehem? Do we see Jesus, the good teacher, or do we see Jesus stretched out on a lonely Roman cross, taking the punishment that my running away deserved, crying out in his agony and love, now nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Perhaps in the hush and the quiet, in the pause, just as the world, your world, stops for a moment, you might want to fall like the Roman centurion who nailed Jesus to that cross and whisper almost, almost hardly daring to believe 
Surely this man was the Son of God. The most exciting thing that can happen to us is to be reconnected to this creator, to this loving parent God from whom we have run. We've seen that happen to quite a few people during this year. Uh, Many of them will be here in church this evening uh, who last Christmas were experiencing the separation of God, the common position of millions and millions in the world. But now have come to know the love of God, are reunited with their loving Father, and nothing can separate them from his love again. I hope very much that if you feel that separation, you too will turn and uh, point your face once again to Jesus. We have two things that we'd like to help you with that. Uh, As you leave uh, this evening, there will be an opportunity for you to take an invitation to our next Alpha course. I suppose it's through Alpha in particular, not exclusively, it's through Alpha in particular, this way of introducing Christianity uh, into people's lives, that many have discovered the love of God again, and we'd love to invite you to that. But I also have a little booklet entitled Why Christmas? If you want to turn your face back to God, if you'd like just to take a step, however falteringly, please come and take one of those booklets as a gift uh, for Christmas. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the astonishing great news of Christmas, that nothing, not even death, can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I pray now for myself and for all of us here that we might live our lives when we go back to the place where the big questions are being asked, to live our lives as those who know your love, who know your friendship, who know your parenthood, and who know what life is really all about. Forgive us that we've gone our own way. Help us as we turn back to you, and thank you for your love. Amen.